Hello everyone and welcome along to Northumberland FA podcast from the sidelines. Uh, topic today is players or students of the game. And our special guest today, Eve Thompson from Education and Training Foundation. Uh, hi Eve and thank you for coming on today to share your knowledge around how education and how we teach the game to our players. Uh, can you explain to everyone your current role in education? Yeah, hi Gary, thanks for having us today. Um, yeah, my current role in education, so I was previously a teacher, worked in a sports department in a college, um, and now work for the Education and Training Foundation as a CPD trainer. So we work with teachers around the country um, to deliver training courses and, and training programmes to make sure that they're prepared for delivery of new qualifications and also to help them just generally become better teachers, really. Um, so yeah, I tend to work more with teachers and things these days but still heavily involved in sort of the world of sport and in coaching and things as well. Great well it's great to have you on today Um, why is it important to consider players as students of the game? Yeah I think it's really important um, I mean players they need to learn the game ultimately um, no matter what age they come into the game they might they might have seen it before they might have watched it they might have have family or friends that have played it but for them to be able to learn the game um, we need to consider them as as students as well and also sports always changing sort of every sport goes through different phases of, of sort of rapid growth or rapid change but if you look at certain sports now and you look at them 10 20 years ago um, they have changed, the equipment's changed, the way that the game is played has changed. So we need to be able to prepare players to be ready to take on them changes as they grow um, and as they develop as players to be ready for those changes that might come about. Um, we also want them to have that lifelong love of the game. So there's only a small percentage of our players that are actually going to make it to that sort of top level. So one thing that we really want to try and instill in them is to have that lifelong love of the sport. Um, to be able to take part in it and be involved in it for for a long period of time. So if they learn the game and, the, and they're students of the game, then they're going to be able to keep up with those changes. But it's also going to help them to develop that lifelong love as well. Yeah, absolutely. And question questioning is, is something that as coaches, um, you know, we want to use within our coaching sessions. Uh, how important is this? within our coaching do you think yeah it's it's hugely important it's it's something that's used a lot within within teaching and within sort of classrooms or, or practical settings um and i'm starting to see it getting used more and more within coaching as well so and questioning it, it is hugely important especially thinking about the environment that you actually coach your players in you might not have all these lovely sort of walls and whiteboards and things like that where you can you can write things up on so questioning is a great way to be able to communicate with with the players um, to be able to check on their understanding and see what their thoughts are and also to sort of help them reflect as well. Um, so it's a great tool to be able to check that your players are actually learning from the session um, and to check on their development that way. It's also a really sort of collaborative approach at the same time. So being able to have that discussion and have that conversation means that you can ask for their opinions on things. You can ask them to solve problems. You can give them different situations and scenarios and things um, and ask them to come up with some different ideas or some different solutions and, and using questioning as part of that makes it a much more collaborative approach. The last thing we want is players who are just used to us telling them what to do all the time. So a great way to get them to think for themselves is to actually use questions 
to be able to bring about that thought process that little bit more. Yeah, and it it, it gets the players uh, involved in that learning process as well, that use of questioning, doesn't it? It does, yeah, and it, it gives them that little bit more autonomy. It makes them think for themselves about what is the next step? What can we do? How can we sort of solve these problems? And and how can we um how can we get the best out of the way that they're doing things as well? And it just gives them that that ownership that little bit more. Yeah. Like I say, rather than us telling them what to do and then waiting for us to sort of tell them and things, it gives them a chance to to come up with those solutions and those ideas for themselves. It probably also helps to promote some of those players come through as leaders as well, because mm-hmm. that's going to help them to to make those decisions, to be able to share them thoughts um, within the group, to help them to become better leaders within the team as well. Absolutely. Open questions, close questions, Eve? Yeah, Which... I, would, I would try and sort of stay with open questions as much as you can. They, they definitely promote a lot better thought. Um, close questions, they, they do sort of have a place, but... I would I would 100% say the more open the question, the better, really. Um, it's really going to help the, the players to actually learn a little bit more and they're going to have to think about their response that little bit more deeply as well. So they're going to get a little bit more out of that. Um, and definitely sort of staying away from questions that are, are so closed that they're, they're just sort of, do you understand sort of thing. It's it's kind of, although that is a question, that's not a question that's going to promote promote any sort of thought or anything like that so it's thinking about how can we how can we reframe those sort of questions to maybe check that they understand Mm. but by actually asking them a question that means that they have to recall what what it is that they understand and and repeat that back to us rather than just sort of answering yes at at the end of that question Eve how, how can we promote decision making within our players yeah, so I think this is this is a re- another really important one. And I think questioning kind of fits into this quite a bit. Um, and this is something that we really need to build those opportunities into the the sort of activities and things that we that we embed in our sessions, making sure that those activities are, are kind of open enough that different decisions could be considered. Um, so trying to make sure that there's not just always one clear solution or there's one clear way to to complete that activity or to deal with that sort of scenario or situation that you're setting up. Um, so really trying to make sure that there is different possibilities and also then asking those asking those players for what those different decisions could be. Maybe it's getting them to think about, well, what would you do? But what else could you do as well? So not just going for that first option but having that discussion asking those questions of well if that doesn't work what else can you do or if this changes how would you deal with this and you start to use those questions that little bit more to help them to develop that decision making you might be doing it as a group and you might be asking the questions to facilitate that but over time those sorts of decisions become second nature Mm. it's it's going to be something that they're going to develop for themselves so that actually when they're in the game and they're in a situation, then their mind's ticking away and they're making that decision for themselves and they're able to actually process that information and make that decision um, because they've had those different learning opportunities. Um, and it's, it is, it's 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 like I say, making sure that there's those different options in, in the different scenarios and things that, that you put your um that you put your players into. Yeah. Eve, what 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 if we give them too much to think about? Yeah, so this is this is a bit of the danger, um, particularly if you if this is something that you're using for the first time. If questions not something that comes naturally, um, or you've got a particular style of sort of coaching that that doesn't particularly lend itself to what we've just been talking about. So, 
there is something called cognitive load theory, which it's got loads and loads of research and things into it. But it basically means that actually, if you give someone too much information at once, they can only process a certain amount of it. Um, it's in it's good to have like a basic understanding of memory, um, short term memory and long term memory and things. But basically, all I would suggest is if you give players too much, it's sort of that information overload, that sensory overload. They're really going to struggle to actually complete the task that you've sort of set for them. They're going to start to struggle with that. They might they might act out a little bit more. Their behaviour might change. They might not get much success. They might start to get more frustrated. You might then get frustrated because actually you're not seeing the results that, that you were sort of expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's then time to start to think, well, how can we how can we break this back down? How can we build it up with chunks of information over time? Start with things a bit more simple, build in that complexity a little bit more and do it slowly over time to allow the players to to sort of build that up rather than just throwing all that information at them at once and them only being able to process a, a small sort of part of that. Yeah, and how from that, how do we know that they understand so this is again where we need to come back to that checking that they've actually um, that they've actually learned something or that they've understood. So we can come back to that that idea about questioning, asking them specific questions in terms of them recalling what you're asking them to do or, or the types of things that you're asking them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also observing, take a little bit of time when you, you've set up an activity or you've you've set up some sort of scenario. Um, take a little bit of time to not say anything at the start. Give them some time to process it, work things out. It might not go right the first time, but if you give it a little bit of time and, and you can sit back and observe without saying anything, without getting involved and just watch for a few moments, you can start to get a bit of an idea about, right, this is starting to go in the right direction or they're not quite getting it. Do I need to sort of pull them back in? Um, so I would definitely say that the two best ways for that, one of them is questioning, which obviously we've talked about a little bit. Um, and the other one is just to, it, it can be quite difficult sometimes to just stop talking and just yeah. watch what's going on in front of you for a few minutes. But that's a great way to, to check. Do they actually understand what I'm asking them to do? Are they able to replicate that without getting involved straight away um, yeah. to sit back and give them that opportunity? Yeah. And, and as coaches, we, we look at uh, giving, the, giving the learners the detail around what the learning topic is on that particular yeah. session. Um, how much detail can we give the players? Uh, and how do we know that we've given enough detail? Yeah, I think it's it's probably quite a fine balance, really. And, and mm-hmm. this is where it comes down to understanding your players. Um, it's partly going to come down to their experience, their age, um, what they've experienced before they've they've come along to you. Have they been have they sort of moved up different age groups and they've come to you and they've had a different coach previously or um, are they quite new into the sport? It's it's going to depend partly on their experience and, and sort of what age they are. Um, all I would say is that you'll probably be quite surprised by how much people can take in and how much information and, and detail they can take in. So don't be afraid to sort of push those boundaries and, and challenge them a little bit with the complexity of things, but just have that understanding in the back of your back of your mind that if it doesn't go right or things start to break down actually then I need to pull it back and I need to start to break things down a little bit more again Um, if you don't give them enough information or you don't give them enough detail you don't make things complex enough it's probably not going to be challenging them enough and you're not going to see that sort of development and the success that you're hoping to build up over time 
Um, so I would definitely say kind of push the boundaries of that a little bit. Um, and over time, you'll be able to work out, actually, that was too much. That was too complex. I need to break that down or I need to start to chunk that a little bit better. Um, and it'll just come down to the individual group of players that you've got. You'll also have some people in the session that will be able to take on a bit more and some that will struggle that little bit more as well. So it's all, it's also sort of accounting for those differences within your session and, and within your team. Yeah, and it, it comes down to that differentiation within your group, doesn't it, of of knowing and understanding your players and, and what's going to challenge uh, some players and, and not others. Yeah, definitely. And differentiations it's a huge one, really. I mean, like you say, you, you're going to have players who are going to be able to take on more information, players who are going to struggle with that. You might have some players who actually physically struggle a little bit more or struggle to replicate it, but... When you're asking them questions and you're talking about scenarios and and different ways to do things that actually their knowledge and their decision making is amazing it's then just possibly replicating it on the pitch you might have the opposite you might have people who actually can show you all these amazing things on the pitch but then struggle to articulate that or struggle to share that in the group so you're going to have variances within your team um that's always sort of going to happen. You're going to have sort of strengths and, and differences in, in the players. And it's trying to work out what are these strengths? What are these areas for development within the players? How can you get the best out of them? Who needs that little bit extra support or that little bit extra guidance? And it's 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 understanding the players at the end of the day. Um, and the quicker you can do that when you do get a new group, the better and easier it'll get in terms of starting to get that success and being able to build the learning within the, the players as well. Yeah, yeah. And you might have mentioned it already, Eve, but um, how do we know that learning's taking place? Is that through observation and through questioning? Yeah, I think they're two two of the sort of main ways um, to do it. And I think while you're doing that, you can you can also start to sort of you can try and be a little bit more creative as well. So if you do have things like your own sort of little whiteboard that you've got on on the sidelines with you, um, then you can start to use that to sort of promote that little bit extra thinking or you could pop a question on there and, and walk away and say to your players have a chat and answer that question you've got a couple of minutes or something um but generally speaking questioning is, is a great way to be able to sort of speak to the players and and find out what they've actually learned um as well as sort of observing what they've done but one of the key things to think about when you, you're thinking about what have our players learned what have they taken away from the session is did you actually communicate the aims at the start of that session did you communicate what you were wanting to get out of that session so they understand how that's progressing and, and how that's sort of going ahead? And that'll give you something to try and then question at the end or, or it gives you something to look for within the session. You know what the what the players are supposed to be doing and you know what you're trying to get out of that session. Um, and another great way, I think, which we haven't talked about too much yet in terms of knowing that learning's taking place is asking for those reflections. And I mean, that might partly come into questioning as well, but yeah. um, allowing the players to have that little bit of time and that little bit of space to reflect on their own performance and reflect on how the session's gone um, and ref even reflect on games, re reflect on anything to do with their performance yeah. and the team's performance. That's going to help you to know, actually have they identified things that they could be doing better have they identified times or periods in that activity or game when they've performed really well um it might be that when they're reflecting they're saying oh i did this and it didn't work but next time i would try and do this or if i'd done this it might have been a little bit better and that's 
that's them going through that reflective process. And although they might not have shown a successful outcome on the field, that reflection is part of them learning. It's part of yeah. that learning process for them to then put that into action um, in a future practice or, or a future game. And I think from one from a coach's point of view, we've that's that's really important, uh, that reflection process yeah. for us as coaches, but also from the players' development point of view as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So uh, I think something that gets talked about quite a bit in coaching is the terms reflection in action and reflection on action. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gets talked quite quite a bit in sort of coach education programmes. And it's something that comes up in, in education. It comes up in a, a lot of different situations. Um, and a lot of the time, I think coaches think about that for themselves. And as a coach, reflection in action while the activities are going on, while I'm coaching, yeah. what's going on? Is it working? Do I need to change anything? Reflection on action after the session, right? How did that go? If I, if I was doing that again, how would I change it? And And doing that sort of thought process. But you maybe don't hear as many coaches applying that within their teams and, and with their players and thinking about, actually, if I'm trying to get my players to reflect, do I want them to reflect just at the end of the session and think about have we achieved our aims? Or do I want to reflect at different intervals? Do I want them to be doing that decision making and reflecting as the activity's going on and as the game's going on? And, and that's something to really sort of think about with the players. How can we get them to reflect that little bit better while that action is happening and and think about do we actually allow them that time to to reflect do we allow that time yeah. at the end of a session do we do we allow it do we have like a little break in the session part way through where we can reflect on how things are going or um because that it's a really powerful way for for players to sort of learn and, and we know as coaches that it's one of the best things for us to do to be able to develop as a coach so it's something that i think if we if we get that into our players as well then they're going to be able to learn that possibly that little bit quicker and they're going to make them better decisions. Um, And they're also going to, again, feel that little bit more ownership um, of what they're doing and and how they're taking part in the game as well. Mm. Eve, so we've spoken about about the players um, and how education is going to impact their learning. What about us as coaches? Yeah, that's a huge one, really. So, I mean, learning never stops. I'm, I'm a firm believer. I, I work in education, so it's easy for me to say that, isn't it? Um, but I think no matter what age and, and no matter what you're doing, learning never stops. You you might consider yourself an expert or others might consider you an expert. But like we say, the, the game's always changing and technology's always changing. So there's always other things that you can learn. There's always different ways that you can sort of develop. Um and I think that needs to go for the players, but as the coaches as well. Um, like the game, like we say, it, it moves on. So coaches need to sort of move on with that. And I mean, there's a lot of different ways that coaches can can help themselves to develop and can help themselves to learn. There's all the sort of traditional ways that, that people usually go to. Things like um, watching games, speaking to coaches, going on sort of the, what we would call like formal coach education pathways and courses and things. Um, but there's other sort of different ways that maybe people don't think about quite as much, but can, can in my eyes anyway, be just as powerful. Yeah. Um, so things like if you work with other coaches, ask for some feedback from some of the other coaches, ask for some feedback from the players, but do it in a way that allows them to be open and honest about the sort of feedback that they're given. Um, if, if there's some way to sort of make it anonymous or, or something like that, then that can sometimes help. Um, also, you can ask 
ask people to sort of set up a camera for you or if you've got a camera yourself set up a camera record yourself coaching um it can obviously be sometimes quite painful kind of watching a video mm -hmm. of, of yourself back on it but yeah. um but that can be a really powerful tool to help you to further develop as a coach um and then apart from that you've got things like books autobiographies tv shows netflix sort of anything along them sort of lines you can you can see things and you can pick up different ideas and, and things like that um and i would also say look outside of your own sport as well um there's there's lots of different sports and different sports do different things well um mm. there's probably not one sport that does everything really well um but different sports do different different things in, in different ways as well and a lot of the time you can you can pick up a lot from them whether it's the way that they approach a training session whether that's certain activities that they sort of set up whether it's the physical training whether it's the decision making and the mental side of things um different sports can bring different things to the party so try not to just stay within your own sport when you're looking for developmental opportunities or or even just to to develop yourself to, to actually understand other sports again you can you can pick up some different ideas that can actually kind of transform the way that you coach as well yeah eve what would be your takeaway messages from today's podcast oh takeaway messages um i'd probably say that just it, again it, it comes back to the sort of i suppose the title of the podcast in some ways really and it's it's just thinking about those those players and and not thinking about them as sort of robots that we're trying to get to play in a, in a really sort of specific way it's it's thinking about them as individuals and thinking about how how can we progress that journey that they're on so how can we take them from one place to another place but make sure that they're in control of that journey as well how can at the end of that journey how can they walk away with some some skills and some tools to really have a a, a good long sort of love for the sport and and it comes back to those ideas about around questioning and, and decision making i think that um that's sort of that's the the, the key bits that i would definitely say i, I think questioning is quite key to a, a lot of the different things we've talked about today um it can help with reflection it can help with decision making it can also help you to know if your players are understanding the sort of things that you're, you're talking about you're asking them to do um so I appreciate that you've just asked us for one thing and I, I've probably given you about four or five there. Um, but yeah, hopefully there's hopefully there's just some some little ideas in there that, that might just spark a, a little bit of thought or um, something to kind of try out or, or consider for the future, at least anyway. Absolutely, Eve. Eve, thank you very much for giving up your time to, uh, to come on to From the Sidelines today uh, and we look forward to seeing you soon. No problem. Thank you very much, Gary.